and welcome to the DSO Connect podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Casey, and I'm here with Robin. And we're Robin and I are back together again. We haven't done a podcast episode together in quite a while. How are you, Robin? I'm good. I'm good. Sorry, I talked over you, Casey. I, I'm, I'm a little rusty on my my <laughs> podcasting, apparently. <laughs> So good to have you. And today we are here with Melanie Bonaszewski. Welcome, Melanie. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. So Melanie is a friend of Amanda's and owns a studio. You're in the Buffalo area, is that right? Uh, Yep, I am. I'm in the Buffalo area. I'm actually probably about 20 minutes from Niagara Falls on the Canadian border. Nice. Awesome. So let me read your bio so our listeners can get to know you. Melanie Bonaszewski is the owner and director of Tonawanda Dance Arts. She began dancing at the age of three and has over 40 years of experience teaching dance to children. Melanie completed her teaching certification and holds a degree from Dance Masters of America, DMA, and is also a member of More Than Just Great Dancing. Melanie has been recognized by More Than Just Great Dancing for her contributions to the dance community by receiving their Positive Action Award and is also a certified coach with the organization. Melanie is also a member of the DMA Western New York. In her spare time, Melanie enjoys reading, baking, and spending time with her family. So welcome, Melanie. Thank you so much. We're glad to have you. Melanie was referred to us through Amanda as a guest on our podcast episode because we've been talking about technology in the dance studio and how to set everything up and how to make it work and Melanie's got a system down that seems to be working pretty well so we're going to get into those details in just a moment but first we want to know more about you so tell us about your dance journey how you started dancing growing up what your studio was like when you were growing up dancing what kind of um you know, when you started teaching and how it captured you and then how you came to own your studio. Sure. So I started dancing when I was about three. Um, my mom's neighbor actually owned a dance studio. So it was kind of like there was no, it wasn't a matter of when I was going or if I was going to dance, but when I was going to get started. Mm-hmm. So danced with him until um, I was about 11, no, maybe 12. And then for various reasons, I actually moved to another studio and it was someone that my mom and dad had gone to high school with. Um, we went there, and um, yeah, so I danced fr- with her until, from the time I was 12 until I was, oh gosh, I mean, all through high school and stuff, and then I started teaching for her. And then about 24 years ago, she asked me if I wanted to purchase that studio. So I um, purchased it and changed the name. It was Michelle Merwin Dance Arts, changed it to Tanawanda Dance Arts, and um, let's see, three years ago, we're going into our third season at our new location. So three years ago, we actually purchased a building. Mm. And we, yeah, so we're in our, um, we have four classrooms and we're in our very own building that we purchased. And, um, you know, I have to give some credit to Misty Lown for that because, you know, her and the More Than Just Great Dancing organization actually helped us to get to that point for us that we um, were able to purchase our studio, grow you know, grow with our students and stuff. And yeah, so here we are three years later after purchasing the building. And now we're venturing into new territory with this whole COVID thing and having to get some technology and stuff with it. Yeah, wow. Well, good for you. So how long, so you said 25 years you've owned the studio? So we're going into, we will be going into year 24. This will be our 24th season. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. Um, 
We ended last season with 550, over 550 students. That's great. So, yeah, yeah. So with with this whole COVID thing, we're not sure exactly what's going to happen. You know, I'm sure that everybody probably realizes that their enrollment might be down, but obviously we're looking for ways to, you know, keep that number up and bring bring kids in, whether they're comfortable in the building or or distance learning. You know, we'll, we're kind of moving in all kind of different directions and trying to figure all different things out to let kids still be able to dance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're clearly killing it. Um, but just to make the rest of us feel a little bit more uh, normal, have you had days since March where you've questioned whether or not you could make it? Like, because I know I, I'm, I'm forging ahead, but there have been days where I have been like, oh, my God, is this even going to work? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. I mean, from that, you know, I, I think probably everybody, um, myself included, at the beginning probably thought, oh, gosh, we're going we're gonna to be putting classes on pause for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, a few weeks became, well, it might be a little more than a month. And then all of a sudden, that maybe more than a month came into, are we going to be able to have a recital? Mm-hmm. And, you know, then it was like, okay, uh, let's reimagine recital. Mm-hmm. And now are we going to be able to have that recital reimagined? Is that even going to work? So there's been so many, I mean, there's been so many, you know, we use this term in the dance industry a lot, but there have been so many pivots. Mm-hmm. And we've pivoted and we've pivoted back and we've pivoted again and we've gone into another room to pivot. <laughs> so, you know, um, it's getting dizzy of, from all these pivots. <laughs> exactly. So there's been, yeah, there's been numerous times where I've thought to myself, oh my gosh, are we going to make it? Um, what do we have to do to make it? And, um, and then it's just like, we are going to make it. We're going to make it and, because we have no other option. I mean, what's yeah. the option? Not only for the fact, you know, I mean, I obviously, you know, our building is, is fairly new still. And so, you know, I didn't just pay for that all in cash. So I have a, you know, I have a financial responsibility for that. But even that aside, to me, there's a responsibility to the community and the kids that we service. Mm-hmm. And so there is no other option than to just forge ahead and move forward and to do whatever it takes to continue to be in business so we have something for these kids to come back to. And whether yeah. it's in the building or remotely or, or regardless of when it is, if it's in three months or 18 months, you know, there has to be somewhere for these kids to come back to. And during that time, there has to be something for these kids to do. You know, I heard so many times during the whole pause and being able to be in the building, so many times I heard, That's, this is the only time my child smiles is when she's done with her dance classes. Or oh, if it weren't for dance, my child would be doing nothing. Now, we did have the opposite. I'm sure everybody did of the people that said, you know, my child... I'm not going to make them do something online. They don't like online. I'm not going to pay for online. I'm not getting the same value. And, um, you know, that's okay. Everybody has their own thoughts and opinions on stuff. But to me, I really believe that the kids needed that. You know, they needed something. They were, they were you know, they left a school, at least here, they left a school on a Friday thinking they might go back in a week or two, and they haven't been back since. So they were like ripped away from their teachers, their friends, their social life, so many things. You know, I just thought the kids needed this. They really yeah. needed this. And obviously we need to survive. So there's a there's a price to providing a service. So yeah, there are days and there's still days where I'm thinking, oh my gosh, are we doing the right thing? And are we, are we going to be okay? You know, I'm sure everybody has that. But um, I think in the end, if you just push forward and if you do what you know is right, 
we'll come out on the other side. It's going to look different, but we'll, we will come out on the other side okay. Yeah, yeah. For me, I also felt a sense of responsibility, not just to the community and to my students, but also to my staff. You know, yeah. I was like, well, I've got to pay you people, so we right. need to do something <laughs> to make sure that I can justify collecting yeah. tuition so I can pay you. No, absolutely. I mean, yeah, we have we had 17 staff members, and I, okay. you know, I, I made a commitment for, to them for a year. You know, they had a contract for a full season, and uh, I had to fulfill that commitment for them also. And without tuition or a service to, to provide, how was I going to pay them? Yeah. So, you know, we had to do that also. And, um, you know, luckily so far we've been able to. We're, we're okay. You know, we've gone through budget after budget after budget, and we've trimmed things down. And, you know, even moving forward, we're looking at all the budgeting and, you know, just so we can still pay our employees and we can still keep everybody employed for the next however long it's going to be. Right, right. Yeah. I personally have resisted the new normal for months. I mean, I kind of, it, it just pained me because I didn't want to be in a business that didn't involve giggling children and hugs and, and parents bustling around backstage and helping and, and sweaty hugs, you know, after the curtain comes down and shared food in the green room and all of those things. I just, I, I couldn't even wrap my head around having a business that didn't involve those things because those are the, the in the forefront of what I love most about what I do. And it's just in the last week since I've been planning fall that I've kind of come to this acceptance that this is something I need to embrace and not, not do with a chip on my shoulder. And I'm really excited to talk with you about the whole Zoom integration because I think that if I can make a commitment to having it like hardwired or like a permanent installation, then it'll be more of something that I'm accepting as opposed to something that's kind of an inconvenience that's a temporary setup. Um, mm -hmm. And furthermore, you know, it's interesting because whenever life gives you lemons, oftentimes we look back and we're like, oh, that really benefited me in the long run in this way. A year ago, my husband and I bought a vacation home in Florida. And it was, you know, he retired and we were living our best life in February. And we were talking about how we're going to spend the winters in Florida. And people would say, well, how are you going to run the studio? And I said, well, most of my work I can do from my computer. But when it comes to face-to-face -face stuff, I don't know, maybe one day I'll have screens and cameras in all the studios and I can just pop in and see the girls, you know, okay, girls, let me see your dance real quick before we close for the night. And I could talk to them and interact with them. And I'm thinking, oh, that's so Jetsons and that's so down the road. <laughs> Here we are, like, even if we are allowed to have our kids back all the time, I can use this setup to still interact with my students from Florida. <laughs> right. No, absolutely. You know, just what you said about even though resisting wanting to do all this, I know, um, so we had a Zoom recital because at the time in New York, we couldn't gather in any kind of groups. And I just thought, I don't know how long this is going to go. So I have to give my family something. They have to have something that they can say, at least we had an end to our season. I, you know, I cried when we did that because I was like, I, I missed, I missed the big audience. I missed those kids backstage. I missed, I missed the craziness. You know, I mean, yeah. you leave recital and you're like, oh, or rehearsal even. And you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe all this, the goofy things that happened. Are you kidding me? You know, this, this student did this, this mom did this, all this stuff that happened. And I just missed all that. But 
there were some things because of having to do a Zoom recital and because of costume distributions and just changing, just changing everything, there are some things that we are going to keep. Now, a Zoom recital is not one of them. <laughs> However, you know, there were some processes that we had to change and um, we're, we're going to keep those. We're going to expand upon them next year and change a couple systems and stuff that should hopefully improve the way we do things. One of them, like you said, being the Zoom classes, you know, and having technology from the studio. Um, but like you said, doing, being able to be on Zoom or being able to install technology makes, there's a change now and we might be able to, you know, we'll be able to see our classes all the time remotely and inter not only just see them because you can see them through a security camera but interact with the students when you're at home or you know there's so many other options right now so even though this whole this whole situation you know we say there's a lot of negative in it there are some positive things that will come out of it yeah you know let's dive in let's talk about what you did and did you do it yourself or did you hire somebody and tell us all the details sure so i did not do it myself and I'll be honest, I didn't even research it myself. So luckily, um, I have a great team of employees. My daughter Kelsey is on our leadership team. She's our, my associate director. And um, she actually researched everything because what she wanted, you know, we had immediately jumped to Zoom when all this started. Zoom classes, and we started with them in the studio, but then there came a point where we couldn't even have employees in the building, so the girls did it from home. But what we found was through just Zoom alone, and if you used Zoom, you might know that there was like a lag, a lag in the music, a lag in just, you know, the um, everything. Like the music would be going, the kids at home would be eight counts behind. And so there was, it, it was, it was a great, it's a great technology, but there, it just wasn't perfect. So um, she said, I need to find something where the music and the, the music can interact and the kids can hear it at home the same as we're hearing it in the studio or even if we're at home. Um, she said, so I need something where the, everybody hears the music the same and that's so the child can hear the music or hear the teacher while the music is even playing. So she did a lot of research and she actually found a company, a local company in Buffalo that would be able to do this. And what she told him was, um, she actually found a couple companies and what she told them was, if it's going to take my teachers longer than 30 seconds to set this up, it's not going to work for us and we don't waste my time. Um, so we had two people come in, two companies, and um, the one guy, you know, his name, it was Gremlin Controls, a company out of Buffalo, and he said, um, I think I can do this for you. So he came in, he did a demo for us, and literally what happened was he turned, uh, our, we had smart TVs in the classrooms, that we you know broadcast we do meetings and stuff on them and everything he actually turned those smart tvs into a computer so the the tvs are now computer monitors and on the tvs we have the key, a wireless keyboard the, the teachers wear a wireless mic um but the biggest thing is there's a mixer for the music so mm -hmm. the music is seamless so while the person is at home they can hear the music and then they'll hear the teacher on the headset on the wireless mic and um or computer monitors which were tvs in the classroom we see the kids through zoom on there because we have a camera that he hooked up in the back of the room um on the ceiling back of the room and it's a 180 degree camera so we get the full classroom view the kids at home get a full classroom view so the kids at home kind of would feel like they're in the back line of the classroom they'll see the whole room 
they see the teacher, they can see in the mirror, and the teacher can interact with them. So when the teacher turns around and faces her students, she's actually looking at all the kids at home also. So, um, so the monitor is in the back of the room and the camera is in the back of the room. So for us, the monitor actually is on the side wall only because um, we didn't have room on our back wall because we have logos and stuff there. So, um, well, it would have been great to have it on the back wall. You know, we have it on the side wall, but um, we can, you know, you can still see all the kids and everything. And um, I was actually on one of the classes the other day and it, it does, it feels like you're in the class, you're just in the back of the classroom with the, you know, all your friends and the teacher. And when the teacher turns around, they can wave to the students, you know, greet them. Hey, how you doing? Um, now she does have to look to the side if, if they want to see the, you know, watch the child and everything. But um, yeah, the teachers interact with the kids at home. They say, okay, we, you know, we had the kids in, at the, in the studio do the combination. Now I want the kids at home to do it. Or, you know, we had our turn going across the floor, and now the kids at home are going to have their turn going across the floor. Um, but, you know, when the class starts, we introduce the children that are at home. Before the class ends, we make sure that we say goodbye to the children at home. Make sure that the kids at home know what they're going to be using as props that day, if anything. If it's a young class, you know, we send communication saying, hey, today we're going to be using maracas, tambourines, egg shakers. If you have those things at home, make sure you, you have, you know, you use them. If not, anything can be used, you know. Um, so, so yeah, so far so good. Okay, so if the monitor is on the side, and the, but the camera is in the back, then when the kids see it, they're seeing it from the back, not from the side. Correct, absolutely, okay. yes. So the, the children at home see, it would be like being in the back row of the classroom. Okay. They and just they see the classroom. they can see the mirror, yep. and they can actually see themselves. No, they can't see themselves because the monitor's there, unless the monitor. Right. Okay. Correct, yeah. Yeah, um, no, but they see the teacher. So if the teacher's doing something facing the mirror, they just can follow along with the teacher also. That's brilliant. Yeah. So how many kids will you allow from home before there's too many squares on the TV? So we, I think Zoom can accommodate 24 squares on one, one screen, you know, one page. Okay, so if we had, you know, we could do up to 24. If we had to, we could do more, but it would just be a little clunky as far as you'd have to switch pages. But we could have up to, up to 24, I should say 23, because one, one of the squares is the host, which would be the studio. You know, the studio would be the host. So, um, but another positive thing for that, out of this is a couple positive things. Number one, if a child um, is uncomfortable, they can do it from home. Um, another thing is if a child just isn't feeling well or maybe mom or dad aren't feeling well, they can log in at any time from home. You know, if the weather isn't great, you know, we live in Buffalo, come winter time, the weather sometime is a little not so great. You know, we get snow and stuff and um, mom doesn't feel like bringing her child into the studio, she can log in from home. Um, maybe you're, they're away on vacation, they're out of town, but, you know, the, the parent says, well, you know, dance classes tonight, you can still log in from wherever you are. Additionally, because we have to have limited capacity in our lobby or lobby closed pretty much, um, parents can log in and view the class from their car or from home. Whereas before they were watching them um, through our viewing windows or our um, closed circuit TV monitors. Let me ask you about that. We have the closed circuit TV and we are the same, we're thinking the same way you are. We're not having parents in the lobby and as long as they're in our Wi-Fi, um, you know, in the parking lot, they can see it from their phone. So we've had that. I can see 
from my home and I had thought about opening that up to parents and there's been some resistance that it's kind of creepy to be in this building and know that somebody at home could be watching us. So right. can you just turn that off or how does so that, that Do you mean can you turn it off so that no one else can get in or can you turn the camera off so no one can watch? Both. Like what if right now you walked into one of your dance studios to, you know, maybe sweep or something and you just had this feeling like, oh, are someone at home just watching me? <laughs> oh, so each class has its own its own Zoom link. So, so you can't just yeah, so each class has its own Zoom link. You can't log in at any time. You have to have the link in order to get into the class, you know, the classroom. So um, similar to when you go to a Zoom meeting, we have a waiting room or we'll have a passcode. They'll have to enter that and then wait in the waiting room to, in order to be, um, to be let in. So then does the, the parent logs in and the child log? Oh, no, no, no. The parent who's watching is probably watching because their kid is in the room. In the classroom, correct. Right. Okay, right. got it. Correct, okay. yes. Now, yeah. does their name pop up on a screen then? Do they so take their name would pop up. So we, would, we will have to make sure that parents know. It, you know, it might have to say, like, you know, Mary Smith's mom. So we would know that we're just not letting in anyone. Um, we're, we know that Mary Smith is in the classroom. Mary Smith's mom wants to log in. Oh, and Mary Smith is going to know that her mom is watching because she can see it on the screen. So she Mary, can, she can. Mary's right. going to be on her best behavior. Right, yes. That yeah. is interesting. You can also just turn off the parents' cameras who are you watching. Can. You can turn off their cameras, um, and you can make it so you can't even see the video-only participants, or non-video participants. Oh, how do you do that? So there's a setting, um, there's a Zoom setting somewhere. If you go to your settings on Zoom, it'll say um, like hide, hide non-video participants. Oh, great. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. So do you use just a regular pro Zoom account? Like you don't have to have anything. I mean, I, I pay for the, what is it, is it pro? Right, what? yeah, yeah. So we, do, we have a regular Zoom account, yeah, um, yeah. So I think I, I I don't know what it is each month. Honestly, I just know um, that it was set up and I pay the bill. Now, do you have to have a separate account for each dance studio? So you can get into different um, ways to do it, um, but there's also some workarounds. So we have different devices. So we just log in, like we create our Zoom accounts with just different devices, as opposed to saying, okay, we have one Zoom account. And we, under that one Zoom account, we have, you know, Studio A, B, C, and D. Each device is a different studio, per se. How big are your TVs? Uh, they are 55 inches. Yeah. That is a big old TV. Yeah. Yeah, so, awesome. you know, it's good because we can see the kids pretty good. And, yeah. So are you charging the same amount for Susie, who is not ready to come back to the studio, and she's going to Zoom it for the fall? Is it the, is the, the same? Yeah, so we, we are um, because, you know, I feel we're providing the same service. They're getting as far as like, um, you know, I, I'm not paying my teacher less to do the Zoom class. So, you know, if I'm not going to pay my teacher less, how can I charge the students less? Right. You know, and we, all this investment in all this equipment has to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's the invest, investment. You know, the teachers are still teaching from the studio. So the overhead at the studio hasn't changed. The insurance cost doesn't change. My 
mortgage on the building hasn't changed. My payroll hasn't changed. You know, none of that stuff. I mean, the utilities are still going because we're in the building. So we are charging the, yeah. we are charging the same price. I agree with that. Thank My you. rationale also is if I have students who are in the studio and students who are at home on Zoom, what happens when their numbers start to rise and we got shut down again or there's a positive test in the studio and we have to shut down and then the in-studio kids all turn into Zoom kids. Do I then discount their tuition? Right. No. And like yeah. everybody still has to pay the same. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and I think that when your customers see that you've made this investment in this, you know, really fancy technology and it's not just, you know, balancing a laptop on a chair kind of scenario in your living room I think that they're going to understand that this is not this is not just some thrown together situation. not just a band-aid right. right right this is a real yeah. solution right yeah so that's that's certainly what we're you know what we're hoping and you know hopefully we don't have to go back to all zoom but if we do we know that we're prepared now yeah. Sorry, I know you already went over this, but there's this the smart TV acts as the computer. Correct. That's what that so you don't have to also have a computer. No. It, it just hooks up to a wireless keyboard and then so by maybe the the music station or something. Is there a station where she keeps that? Is it near the music station? So we have a shelf right underneath the computer that we keep the keyboard and the wireless mic and the um the music is all on an iPod. iPad. Okay. Yeah, the music's all on an iPad. We have wireless speakers. We use Sonos speakers, and those are in the ceiling. And, um, yeah, so everything's wireless. Everything's, you wow. know, it, it works great. That's great. So one of my teachers um, was concerned that it would be very difficult for her to also give corrections to the Zoom kids. Mm -hmm. And um, But after hearing the way you just explained it on a giant TV, I don't see that being a problem at all. Yeah, and, no, you can see them pretty good. Okay, and if you're going to charge the same amount, the teachers have to interact with those kids. You yes, can't absolutely. be like, well, I can't really see you. Are you enforcing dress code and, you know, you need to be on time, just like a regular class. It's like you can't straggle in with a, right. with a popsicle in your hand holding your right. cat with well, fuzzy slippers on. <laughs> absolutely, because we did find that, you know, before when we went to Zoom with, um, you know, when COVID first started. But yeah, we will be having, you know, stricter guidelines, you know, just because you're at home doesn't mean you're not in the class. Right. You wouldn't do that in class, so don't do it at home. Right. You wouldn't now, leave the room or anything. Can you turn a kid's camera off if, say, they're just, there's crazy things happening in their house? Yeah, we could turn it off. Yeah, so we have that access also. Oh, you are really making me excited about this. Yeah, honestly, it is pretty cool. Honestly, bef last week I was really dreading this. <laughs> but I'm so, kind of excited now. Yeah, no, this is exciting. So, Melanie, if if someone in you know you're in you're in the Buffalo area, so um, can you share the name of the company that you used again? Sure. So it was Gremlin Controls. Okay. Uh, yeah, his name was Josh. Uh, I can't remember his last name, but Gremlin Controls. And um, yeah, I know there's a couple other studios in our area that are actually using them. He actually went out to New Jersey. To oh do wow. Yeah, it's to do another more than just great dancing studios tech and um do you mind sharing with us what the price point was that you wound up spending on all the equipment and the installation and the setup? Sure. So, yes. Well, so we had we had three of the TV. No, we had all of the TVs actually. 
and those TVs were about 500 each. But our, our investment then with um, Gremlin Controls, the check that I wrote, I wrote two checks. So it was about a total of um, a little over 14 that I spent with him. So the total investment's probably about 16000 My son is kind of our audiovisual guy. And again, another lemonade, lemons to lemonade kind yeah. of story. He was in New York. He was a sound engineer. And when all of this happened, he came home. And yeah. he's been doing all of our technology stuff. I'm going to have him listen to this podcast and let me know if he thinks he can do this. He, maybe he can get that $16,000. Right. Yeah. yeah. In my house. Right. There you go. <laughs> so feed him dinner every night. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So for people who aren't local to your area, what would you recommend searching for um, specific um, capabilities that we want to look for in a company like this? Sure. So I, I would make sure that the, to me, the most important thing was that music integration, mm -hmm. make sure that the music can integrate so that the kids at home, there's not that lag. I think that's important. It's so that the kids at home just feel like they're part of the class. So the music integration, also a good camera that they can see the whole room. You got 180 degree cameras. Correct. Yes. And the music integration piece is that mixer. Correct. And I, I don't know the name of it or anything, but um, yeah, there was like, it's some kind of a mixer that just integrates so that it just is seamless, you know? And, um, you know, make sure that the teachers are wearing a good wireless mic. Um, that all has to integrate also. So are your teachers wearing the wireless mic here and a mask? It's a lapel mic. Okay. It's a lapel mic. Yeah. Well, you know, the mic is really helpful to amplify the voice if they've got the the mic the mask on and I had even right. thought of that when you know, we've got one room that has a the air conditioning just it makes a lot of noise right and it's, the acoustics in there are difficult anyway and right. now with the teacher with the mask the kids are like we can't hear her and I thought well why don't we just put a mic on her anyway right but now it's all coming together so, so have you started back with classes in person already we did. We started back um, a couple weeks ago. So um, we have our six-foot boxes. Our students do have to wear, well, no, our staff has to wear masks. It's recommended that our students wear masks by the state. Um, but if they don't, if it's uncomfortable or they're not able to participate in class with the mask, then they can take them off. So, um, yeah, we started some children's classes even last week. And um, so far, so good. You know, it's just a little bit different, but we're, we're pushing forward. Yeah. And how have parents been receptive to coming back into in-person classes? So I would say that the, we still have some kids that are dancing remotely, but mm -hmm. my, what I found it is that the parents that are comfortable sending their kids to the studio are just comfortable all the way around. Like they're just okay with it. My, you know, everything's, everything's fine. They're looking for things to get back to normal. You know, their kids are wearing masks. They're wearing masks when they come in. I would say that um, the lobby being closed is probably going to be one of our one of our biggest challenges. Making sure the parents understand that you have to you can't wait in the building anymore. Right. What we're doing is we're allowing the parents. If if your child is six and under, the parents can come in and sit with your child until the child goes to class. Right. And yeah. we have the chairs with no playroom anymore, no no coffee bar and all that, and the chairs are spread out six feet apart. So mom and daughter you know, are kind of separated from this mom and daughter. One right. Parent, no siblings. 
And then as soon as the children go into class, we ask the parents to go wait in the car or go to Walmart or whatever. And yeah. then after class, we escort the children to the back door where the parents can pick them up. Right. So that's been working. My big concern is, you know, I don't teach anymore. And mm -hmm. I, it's always been kind of my job to manage the parents and to make the parents feel like we're in this together. We are both, a, we're a team trying to have, make the, um, get the best results for your child. And so I was always that person that interacted with the parents. And I, I fear that without having them in the building, that connection might get lost a little bit and we might become more adversarial. Like, Right. We're over here, you're over there, and you don't understand why things are happening the way they are. Right. So I need to really work on that and make sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That will be another, you know, another challenge and something we have to work through for sure. But again, with technology, I mean, I could, I'm getting more comfortable in this video type right. format. So mm -hmm. I could be doing videos for the parents. I could do Facebook Lives or whatever and say, hey, guys, I know you can't be here in the building, but let's just do a quick tour. Right. And, you know, show people, you know, here's all our, our jazz kids and they're going to, you know what I mean? Like maybe we can yeah. use technology to bridge that gap. Right. No, absolutely. Yeah. A whole new world. Yes, it is. That's for sure. Yes. It truly is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. I know that our listeners will find all of this stuff super valuable. Oh, good. Um, yeah, for absolutely. sure. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, before we go, we have a little tradition here at the end of each episode. We like to share something that has made our hearts happy in the last week or so. So, Melanie, what's something that's kind yeah, of lifted so, your spirits? Oh, gosh. So what has lifted my spirits? Um, honestly, after we did our um, More Than Just Great Dancing member rally, we just there was so much that we learned, and it was great just having the connections, um, even though we weren't in person. It was just great to reconnect with so many people in the dance school industry, you know, mm -hmm. in our industry. It was great to see them again, even though it was online. And um, just great co to connect with people and talk to people in our industry to know that we're going to be okay. Yeah, and to, and to know that you have a community around you. Yeah, absolutely. Who's going through the same thing is yeah. really, really important. Yeah. 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 yeah Robin, how about you? Well, similarly, I had, a, I had a rough week last week. I had a, a, just an emotional couple days, and my friends just, like, sensed it with their spidey senses. And I had some people send me gifts to my house or just phone calls or text messages. And I just I felt very loved, and I felt very supportive. And even though people didn't really know what was bugging me, my friends sensed it, and they just gave me, like, this big old virtual hug and um it really it really helped just knowing that people sensed that i was a little out of sorts that's great yeah how about you Kathy? well the dso connect retreat last week for sure was amazing we had so much fun and had some really incredible content and it was so good to connect with some of our members um but i'd say so this week is my first week with students in the studio we're doing 30 minute like recital check-in rehearsals and we have our big filming day coming up um next weekend so it's been nice to have kids in the studio to be working towards something again and even though like we've had so many kids drop out and choose to opt out of the recital experience it's still and so you know that's a little sad but it's still so good to like see kids in the space <laughs> mm -hmm. 
It is. It really yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, thank you, Melanie, so much. This has been really helpful, and I'm sure our listeners will be really eager to hear about all of it. So thank you so much for sharing your experience. Yeah, thank you, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. All right. Well, everybody have a wonderful week, and we'll be back here next Tuesday. Bye.